We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Just can't pitch, and your team's no good. Who are you gonna call? Slump Busters. Right over in Yankee Stadium, 161st Street. Every team in baseball was circling the Yankees on the schedule. We can get right against those guys. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan for the next three hours. I got you till 12. In here watching the Knicks handle business against the Cavs. First game of a little home and home series that they started doing. In the NBA a couple years ago. Tomorrow they'll play again in the Garden. So looking for the Knicks to sweep the Cavs here. I think they can do that. During the break, I looked up tankathon.com for the 2024 NFL mock draft. At number four, they have your New York Giants taking Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle out of Penn State, 6'6, 317 pounds. So. In the last couple of years, you draft Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, and then you go again to draft another lineman. It's just what they are projecting. I don't think that they definitely will be drafting an offensive lineman. I mean, if you get the fourth overall pick, which who knows? I mean, like right now, the Cardinals have the number one overall pick where they'd be taking Caleb Williams, and I think they're trying to lock it in. <laughs> I think they're trying to lock it in. They're going to run Clayton Toon out there this week. And then the number two overall pick is the Bears via the Panthers. They have them taking Drake May. And then at number three, they have them taking Marvin Harrison Jr. If you can put together a quarterback receiver tandem like that, why not? Why not? It's going to be an interesting draft. So 877-337-6666. Let's, let's get back to the conversation around the trade deadline where we are going into week nine with the Jets and the Giants. I keep saying the Giants season is over. Unfortunately, I just don't see them miraculously, you know, going on a win streak with their schedule and making the playoffs. They did sell off Leonard Williams. I thought they potentially might move a Dory Jackson. I didn't think for a second, really, they were going to move on from Saquon. Um, and they didn't move either one. And then the Jets, you know, Joe Douglas, I thought he was going to go for it here. Every win you've sacrificed a player. Every win. Aaron Rodgers, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, Connor McGovern, Joe Tipman, Al Woods. Like you, you needed some beef. You needed some some big uglies. I, I thought they were going to make a trade to get another offensive lineman in here, or maybe even a defensive lineman, or to shed some guys. Dalvin Cook pretty much 
Made it seem like he was was trying to get out of here. You can't run the ball. See if anybody wanted Dalvin Cook. Not one team was interested in him. At the running back position, did you already kill his worth? And then Carl Lawson was potentially another guy. I give him credit for moving on from McCole Hardman, but I really don't. Because you need another receiver. And you couldn't figure out how to use McCole Hardman and Nathaniel Hackett's offense? You you signed him in the offseason. He, he'd been around. He had plenty of time to figure out who he was going to be. Oh, Xavier Gibson took his spot. An undrafted rookie, I guess. You know, I know he's got some flair, but McCole Hardman's a Super Bowl winner. He, he could have helped. 877-337-6666. Daniel Jones is ready to help. He's, he's going to be back because Tyrod went down and we all watched Tommy DeVito and now Matt Barkley is signed to the Giants. So you, you expect them to elevate him and then DeVito to go to QB3. So it's Jones, it's Barkley, DeVito going into this game against the Raiders that I honestly think the Giants can win. Let's go to Mike in Stanford, Connecticut. What's up, Mike? You're on the fan. Hi, Keith. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Listen, uh, thanks so much for taking the call. I really enjoy listening to you. Um, I I know that you've had uh, experience playing football. And back in the day, between uh, 1964 and 68, I played high school ball. And then for three years after that, Division I football, uh, basically as a down lineman. And at one point in high school, I had a neck injury. And they put a collar on me. So mm-hmm. basically, from your experience, I haven't heard anybody talking about the possibility of protecting Daniel Jones's neck from like the whiplash that looked like hit him this this time. Uh, so, uh, two questions: Have you heard any talk about that? And secondly, in your experience, do you think that would constrict him uh, or protect him? You know, it's funny. I just started Googling. I'm like, the only guy I can think of that even wears like a neck protector is Leighton Van Der Esch, and he got hurt again. Um, he's on injured reserve right now with a a, a head-neck injury. They're definitely not uh-huh. going to put anything on Daniel Jones, but that was pretty common. The neck rolls and then the neck pads so that guys didn't get those neck injuries, you know, throwing their heads into uh, oncoming defenders or, or – um, you know, running backs, it's it's like a fashion thing now. It's like not not fashionable to have a neck roll over your shoulder pads or uh, one of those neck braces. And No, they're just going to yeah. roll Daniel Jones out there with his regular helmet and shoulder pads. Oh, God. Well, I hope he's going to be He's got to block for him. they got to protect him. they got to keep guys off of him, and he's got to get rid of the football. You know, maybe he'll have yeah. a sense of urgency to do that now, knowing, hey, I can't take any extra hits. So maybe it's, it's a, a, a quicker clock a little internal clock speeding up knowing hey i gotta get rid of the ball because i can't have one of these defenses like he's going up against max crosby if anybody watched max crosby play against the lions he was wreaking havoc he, he's going to oh try and God. take daniel jones's head off that, that guy looks like he's on angel dust when he's playing <laughs> i mean honest to god he, he looks like a wild man well yeah he was <laughs> he was possessed in that game because he played for eastern michigan and he had talked to the Lions, and they were, you know, basically saying that they would draft him, and they passed on him, and he ended up going to the Raiders. So he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, a little bit of a grudge in that game. <laughs> oh, God. Claire was only a little bit. Somebody might have been decapitated. Well, listen, I'll let you go. I know you got other calls, but, again, thanks a lot for your uh, experience, uh, response. And uh, Mike, before, before you go, where would you play? 
Uh, well, in high school at Monsignor Farrell uh, on Staten Island, and okay. then in college up at Brown in uh, Rhode Island. Awesome. Well, good to hear from you. Thanks for checking in with us, Mike. Have a good have a good night. I didn't mean to cut you there if you had something to say. And I never know. I never know. Um, but you know, it's all good. I, I let you guys get your time in, and I'm looking forward to talking to you as much as you are to talk to me. Like you know, you said you played high school. Where'd you play? You played Division One college football. You played at Brown. Awesome. Um, yeah. So a few things, you know, and man, football changes so much. You just heard me talk to Mike Sando about it. You know, and when I was in high school, guys wanted to have a neck roll or a neck pad to look bigger and more intimidating. You know, like I'm thinking of like Latimer from the program. Like that was like a thing, like not just your traps being big, but, uh, I just looked up Steve Latimer. Did did Steve Latimer wear <laughs> like a, a neck roll? Yeah, he did. He had a black neck roll. <laughs> the guys don't do that in the NFL anymore. It's like a fashion thing. It's like, nah, I'm not wearing a neck neck roll or one of those pads. Leighton Van Der Esch, I think, is the last guy I've seen wear one. Maybe I'm forgetting who else. So there's another another theme for tonight. Call me up if you can think of another player that has, has a neck roll in modern-day football or one of those like neck pads to stop the head from snapping back. And then also we're talking about who has the most impact in uh, the four major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, as far as the head coach goes, manager goes. For Neckerall, the first player that comes to my mind is Mike Allstott. Right, Mike Mike Allstott had one for the end Tampa. And he tucked it under his jersey, and he was a fullback that was running head up with linebackers and safeties. So, you know, he I mean, no shame in his game. Leighton Van Der Esch right now is hurt. And I think he has a neck injury. Let me see. Cowboys put Leighton Van Der Esch on injured reserve. In that Niners game, he took a, a nasty blow to the head neck. And, uh, yep, Leighton Van Der Esch, neck injury. Could you imagine Daniel Jones rolling out there with a neck roll or a, ne- <laughs> a neck uh, pad to stop his head from potentially snapping the wrong way? Yeah, he injured his neck in the loss to the 49ers, Leighton Van Der Esch. That, the pad didn't help him. I think it's a fashion thing, and I think it's just something that's evolved out of football. The helmets are so much better now. I think about the Riddell helmets that we played with, the air helmets that we played with. They were not good helmets. I remember being a kid and, like, taking my helmet apart from the inside and being like, oh, this is it. You know, now these helmets are aerodynamic, and they've got different holes in them and different shapes. They're like Power Ranger helmets. They're like they're like astronaut, like superhero helmets. Like they're, I don't know, something you, you see out of a Marvel movie, like Ant-Man would wear or something now. They're safer. The game has changed. They're trying to take concussions out of the game. They're trying to have player safety at the forefront because the NFL does not like dealing with all these CTE lawsuits. <laughs> Simple as that. Getting back, I think Brian Bosworth did it. I think Howie Long did it. So a few of the Brian older, Bosworth. yeah, it's just a few a, of the older players definitely did it. Different era in in the NFL. They Maybe even Brian Cox. Brian Cox, you literally took the name out of my head that I was about to Google yeah. and say next. I think, yeah, he had it, but you needed it because I mean these guys. There was no penalty for helmet to helmet back then. There was no targeting. There was no. There was no thought about player safety like it just was it was smash mouth football enter at your own risk you know player beware that it was when you know uh what the espn show the jacked up segment 
which who knows how many, you know, concussions. They jacked up. Get I jacked up. That. I watched every week for that segment yeah, on Monday night. I want to see who got lit up. Yeah. It's part of the game. Nobody knew. Now they just changed it to, like, you got mossed. Like, whoever got a, a catch uh, caught over their heads. <laughs> Anywho. Back to the phones we go. Rocco's out in Saratoga. What's up, Rocco? You're on the fan and earlier <laughs> earlier tonight. You know, you know I'm on you know I'm on for a five hour KM to AM, so you called in earlier. Yeah, you know it. I turned into a pumpkin at midnight, so I'm in early. I'm in early, Keith. Ghostbusters. Who you gonna call? Slumpbusters. Right. Hey, how was the skeleton tonight? Did he make out? He was great. He we we put him in the uh, duck costume today. He had two uh, costumes. He, he he won with the Jack Skellington costume, yes, but yes. it was it was cold, and we put him in this like it was almost like a mascot outfit. This duck mascot costume. Yeah, cool. It was great. I I, I enjoyed it more than I think first. my wife and my son because I'm not a big Halloween guy. I don't know the last time I dressed up. Oh, or, come on. I just I don't know I, I grew out of it. It's 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 different now that I have a kid. My my kid's first Halloween. Yeah. I was I was so excited to like try and finish my work day by like three thirty. My wife came home from her job and we went out to like the little parade and walked around and and it, it was it was a lot more fun through his eyes. It was a lot more fun taking pictures with him nice. than, than any fun I even remember from being a kid. I feel like we just used to get in trouble all the time on Halloween and nice. the night before. Amen. We loved it. Lived in the housing projects in the Bronx, Jackson, Jackson Houses, 156 in Cortland. <laughs> I bet that so was a trip. 16-story 16 <laughs> 16 building and seven of them. Then you had Concourse Village, which we couldn't get into because they had doormen. Mm -hmm. They were the ritzy folk over at Concourse Village. We were in the, you know, we, we were in the projects, okay? Yeah, we, but, I know whereabouts. Hey, we had a lot of apartments. We made out like bandits, except for the freaking gangbangers that try to snatch your <laughs> bag. I kicked their freaking butt if they came next to me. No one snatched my bag. <laughs> I kicked their... I'm telling you, no one snatched my bag. No, you got $200 worth of candy in there. You They're gotta hold on to that. They're with the rock. Everyone, no one messed <laughs> with the rock. All right? I bet. You got that shape. Hey, how about Peyton Manning with the neck roll with his neck injury? Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Peyton, come on, number one. And, and you're talking about Daniel Jones. you got to think of Peyton right away. Had the neck injury, right? Daniel the, Jones the, is the not going to wear a neck roll. Over. Daniel Jones has got a pretty uh, uh, strong neck himself, but he's not going to wear a, a neck roll. But Peyton wasn't too proud to uh, not wear one. He, no. Peyton missed the whole season right. because of that. That's right. He missed the whole – you're absolutely right. And people were saying he can't come back. He's not going to be effective. It should end his career. Why are the doctors letting him play? He could maim himself for the rest of his life. He came back. Won he wasn't great, but he got them to the bowl and won it. He wasn't MVP there, really, but he did the job. That's all you need. Look at Hostetler, right? He got us the Super Bowl when Sims went down, right? That's all you need is someone – well, the Giants had the damn best damn defense. Hey, I was talking to Hoff early, and I go, hey, that, that, the Giants got good value when they traded Leonard Marshall. 
And he goes, hey, rock, rock. No, it's Lennon Williams. I said, oh, damn, old school. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm wishing, I'm wishing Jim Burt at Nose and George Martin and Lennon Marshall, the 3-4, and <laughs> then you had Banks, you had LT, yeah. you had Reasons, and, and you had, come on, Carson. Oh, all, all those guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Beast. Unbelievable defense. Maybe the Bears might have nudged them out a little, but I don't know if that's true because LT is the greatest defensive defender rank, rank in the number history four of state In Mike Sando's book, number four all time, LT. Oh, he changed the game. They had to scheme to defend him, and they couldn't stop him, even though they schemed just for LT. He moved all over the place. The greatest defense. Number two is Dick Buckus, all right? Number two, Dick Buckus. Rest but in LT peace. Let's go, right? And I'm going Leonard Marshall. I wish. I wish. But they got rid of Leonard Williams. But they got good value for him, Keith. I yeah, think of they course. got good value. This is going to be a good draft this year. Good draft. Yeah, and they, they need it. QB. Lots of QBs. I like Pinnock from Washington. Yeah, I know a lot of people like May. Caleb Williams, uh-uh. I'm telling let them take him first. ND, Notre Dame exposed him with that first game. They took him out yep. to the whipping shed and did him bad. Three did picks. Him bad. Yep. I Threw watched that whole game. Three, he's too short. He's too short. <laughs> he's under six foot. I know they list him at six one. He's no six one. I guarantee. I've been at the game. Went out to ND. You know, my son graduated. You can from see there. in the uh, he Heisman out. commercials, no, he, Caleb Williams no next foot. to some of the other guys that won the Heisman. He's not that imposing. No, he's not. And he's going to get banged up in the NFL if he runs. Look at RG3. What happened to RG3, right? You can't be a. This is not Fran Tarkenton's day, the yeah, scrambler. No. That he was the last great scrambler that could survive and get away with it. You can't do that consistently. No. Fran played forever. He played 15, 16 years. He played for the Giants for four years. We got him from Minnesota. Got him for four years, traded him back to Minnesota. The scrambler went to the Super Bowl four times, could never win, could never win. He faced those Steeler teams in the 70s, Cowboys. He just couldn't win. He couldn't bring it home. But four Super Bowls nonetheless, that's the last great scrambling quarterback there ever was in the NFL. And don't forget it, Fran Tarkington. Thanks for the call, Rocco. You're the man. Rocco's got the voice. He's got the storytelling. Take you back in time a little bit. Rock usually joins me late at night when we do the KM to 2 a.m., We're halfway through my KM to AM. we got to take another break, though. The Knicks are up 86-68 going into the fourth quarter. They're rolling. So when we come back, Mike will be my first call from Brick. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right back. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. It'll be a 1-1 to judge. The pitch swung on and hit. Deep center field. Trout on the run. Aaron Judge number 50. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey now. Halfway. Two and a half hours. 
five hour KM Nam. Keep McPherson on the fan, your nighttime host, talking sports, having a good time, passing the time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for tweeting at Keith McPherson on X, the Elon Musk machine with anything you got to say. I was just on there and uh, Michael was writing to me. He says, hey, Keith, I used to race motocross. We used to wear something called the Liet neck brace. And I just Googled it and I'm like, okay, I guess it's like an underneath thing to keep your neck in place. That's kind of crazy. It's like hidden. I never knew that, you know, guys racing motocross wore that. Um, and usually when you see it, it looks like it's a part of, you know, their gear. You almost don't even notice it, but you need those things, especially riding a bike and getting whiplash. Uh, Daniel Jones needs something. But like I said, in the NFL, they don't they don't do that anymore. In the NFL, it's like I think it's a fashion thing. Like, ah, no, nah, I'm not wearing a neck brace. I want to look cool. I want to look sweet. All right. In the fourth quarter, the Knicks are up 88-75 again. They're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland tomorrow. They will face them again in the home-and-home home series at the Garden. Mike is out in Brick. What's up, Mike? You're on the fan. Keith, what's happening, baby? What's up, man? Thanks for calling. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. As I call you on Halloween, man, I'm sitting here, and there's a lot of things scary about New York sports here, me specifically, the Giants. God, tell me something ain't scarier Negative than that. Negative nine yards? That's that's scary. That's terrifying. Negative nine passing yards? <laughs> you All see the Halloween back. thing. That's pretty scary, no? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Now we come off this baseball season. My New York Mets coming in the season. High hopes. I'm talking trash to Yankee fans about Verlander, Max, and this and that. That ended up pretty scary, no? Oh, yeah, those guys are skeletons. You had to get them out of here. They were shells of themselves. Uh, so much so, you had to get your manager and general manager out of here. I didn't see that coming at all. Who's going to manage the Mets? I would think the Brewers guy. Like It seems Craig like the Council. stars are lining up that way. Yeah, I mean, as soon as Stearns came over here, the writing was on the wall when the Brewers got uh, knocked out by the Diamondbacks. He's He's met with the Mets. And they're saying that interest is serious, and he met with the Cleveland Guardians. I don't. I don't think it's any contest. Would you rather go? Would you, would you rather go to Cleveland, Ohio, as we're watching the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Knicks? Would you rather have uh, the job to be the Cleveland Guardians manager and live in Ohio, or be the New York Mets manager and live anywhere around here in New York and have Steve Cohen as your owner? What, what What's the same? Uh, council is is that the Craig, same? Right, Craig Council. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he wants to go, come to the dance. I think he'll end up a Met manager, but I'm only speculating and having fun. You know what I mean? But it's just so crazy how high expectations my Giants come into the year. We come off that playoff thing, and it just totally crashed and burned so fast. Right away. Different year. Right Injuries. Away. And like what I was saying before this whole season is they snuck up on teams last year. You're not sneaking up on anybody with the coach of the year and a $40 million quarterback. Every team will respect you. Every team will be ready to play. And, uh, I mean, week one, we all saw what happened. Well, Dallas, that that was – I remember I called you, actually, after that game. Um, last time I called you, it was actually, ironically, I was on hold when Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. That's okay, like, that night, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, I remember. I went to that game, and I was on – the night Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles because the Yankees-Red Sox game got postponed, and I came right to work. 
sticking with the Halloween theme as a Jet fan. I'm not a Jet fan, but, you know, God bless them. They're, they're above water. Their head's above water. The AFC North is stacked. Everyone's four and three, as are the Jets. So that's going to end up a little weird. The Jets have to stay consistent. But, you know, after Aaron Rodgers, man, went down, what a, that's another, you know, Halloween scene. We talking on Halloween, man. Nightmare. If all these themes, New York Night, sports, Nightmare on one Jets sports. drive. <laughs> and, no, I'm not trying to hate, but, like, you're a Yankee fan. You know what I mean? Like, you guys did better than the Mets, but that's not, like, a trophy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you I, guys. I, I, saw, I saw a young lady was there. dressed up as Aaron Judge and the, the Dodgers outfield wall. She her she was carrying no, around Yeah, she was carrying off. around a, a wall. She dressed up as Aaron Judge with the Dodgers right field wall attached to her. How'd she have the wall, dude? How'd she have like, Aaron Judge? How'd she have the wall? <laughs> she had like a piece of cardboard or poster board with <laughs> with like the chain uh, fence and like I uh, I it was funny, but it, it wasn't funny because that was the whole it's season. It's kinda funny. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> That's uh, Every Yankee I'm fan like knows funny, that that's where the season that ended. Not funny got hurt, but I'm just saying that's like No, but that's costume. a funny costume. Like I'm gonna be judge, but that's instead of being judge, costume. you know, just regular Aaron Judge, I'm putting judge this yeah. year and and I'm gonna bring the uh, Dodger Stadium wall with I me. I love it. I'm all about it. Yeah, but uh yo dude, thanks for taking my call. You know what I mean? If you wanna talk more, you know what I mean? I just that was more like a vent, dude. Like I'm just saying, like the I'm, whole I'm here fandom. for you to vent. It's a it's a tough time in New York sports. Crashed. We thought the Liberty were going to win the championship. They brought the finals to Brooklyn, and then they couldn't well, they couldn't get that. a basket. Nah, and then the, nah, the Aces celebrated in Brooklyn on our turf. It's it's tough. Maybe the Knicks can can get back to where they were last year, but I wouldn't count on it. That's why I called you because about the Knicks. I'm watching the Knicks beat the Cavs. We're like, I, I get pumped up about everything. I'm a very fickle fan in that way. But if this all means nothing once the playoffs come, you know what I mean? Like, who's going to do what? Are we going to trade for Embiid? Are, there's so many variables that are swirling. It's it's very hard to put a grasp on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's a lot of possibilities. I think they're going to, you know, hope that these guys can get it done. But I've, I've said they have the assets. They have the, the picks to potentially make a trade before the deadline. If you're trading for Embiid, you're giving up probably Barrett, Quick, and uh, Grimes, and uh, maybe Mitch. Yeah, they and they said Julius Randle as well, and and now. some draft picks. Of course, yes, that's certain. But the, at the end of the day, what we're saying is, if that trade does happen, you're going to have a front court of uh, Joel Embiid, center, Julius Randle, power forward, and that's that's formidable. I like it. Maybe. 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 We're all speculating, but that's right. the talk, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we're three, four games into this NBA season. Uh, in a couple weeks, when the football season starts to fade, we're going to be more into it, and hopefully the Knicks have a winning record, the yeah, Nets oh, have a winning record. I gotta, all I got is the Knicks now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and hockey. You know, Hopefully the Rangers well, the and Rangers, Devils and Islanders keep up. You're right. You're right. The Bruins are looking nice too, man. They're like, I think they were eight. I, I, I would, don't know if they yeah. Tonight. I would think that those guys are on a war path after the letdown they had against the Panthers last year. Everybody was telling me, "Oh, the Bruins are going to win it. The Bruins are going to win it." And uh, Panthers made quick work. It looked them. like it though. It wasn't a dumb yeah. thought. Though. Well, like it's the thing Panthers about the were like pretty cool. Stanley Cup playoffs has got nothing to do with the points you score in the regular season and your record. Once you get into that uh, tournament, it's about who plays the best for those couple games, and no uh, they got got. No doubt. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate you. Hey, I mean, I'm here. I'm here for you. <laughs> if 
if you want to call and vent about the frustrations and the nightmares and the unfortunate circumstances of your favorite teams and their seasons, we're all in it together. There's not one New York fan of any of these New York teams that can be like, I can't relate to what you guys are talking about. We're killing it. Where are they at? You know, I even tried to lean into the New York Red Bulls. Uh, I was at the Devils game Sunday night, and they were um, showing love to Gotham FC. So we're talking soccer here on the fan. And uh, as I look up New York, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC women's soccer, I, I don't know. I don't really follow this, but I think they're still alive in the tournament. Let's see. Their last game, they won Sunday, October 22nd. So their next game, I guess, is the championship. They'll face Portland on Sunday, November 5th. Yeah, they're in the Challenge Cup group stage. So women's uh, National Women's Soccer League. I think like we're getting deep into the weeds, folks. We're looking for a winner in any team that bears New York as their name. And then the New York Red Bulls lost over the weekend. And I think that's it for them. No, they still have more games. So the New York Red Bulls lost to Cincinnati Sunday. And they have a game Saturday, November 4th coming up against Cincinnati. And then they play them again. How are these games set up like this? I just don't follow it all. It's the League Cup round of 16. And they're facing off against Cincinnati. I guess it's the best out of three. They lost one to Cincinnati. But why are these games so spaced out? You play them on Sunday, October 29th. Then you don't play again till Saturday, November 4th. And then you don't play till the next Saturday. Why? I, I couldn't be in a three-game series where see you in a week, see you in a week, see you in a week. But hopefully the Red Bulls take the next two. And I guess they'll be champs. But, like, that's where we're at. We're, we're, we're searching for MLS and NWLS champions here. In New York. Now back to the whole Sixers thing with Harden and a potential trade. I don't think the Sixers are inclined to to trade their MVP. Embiid is their guy. And they just made this trade for Harden, sending him to the Clippers in the middle of the night last night. It happened like right after I got off air. And it also sent PJ Tucker to Los Angeles. In return, Philly got Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, and KJ Martin. They waived Danny Green to create roster space. So I, I guess this, the Sixers have loaded up on some NBA talent. All of those guys I named, uh, Robert or not well, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and K.J. Martin, those are all NBA role players. I guess they loaded up on those guys to be a supporting cast for Embiid. But you know what? I just think Embiid, if it's not Embiid and Maxie and Tobias Harris – Ball in without Harden. I think Embiid's going to get frustrated. He's going to try and win it all on his own. They're not going to have enough. He may want out. He may want out of there. He might be like, you know what? This ain't working. I want out. Send me to New York. But I don't think they're going to do that. Because then, Matt, what, what will the Sixers be? They'll have a bunch of players, but they won't have a, a real star. 877 66-66. We'll get back into the football conversation around the Jets and the Giants, but we can talk everything and anything. I guess uh, around 11, my Casamigos big shot of the night coming up. Right now, it's wide open for calls. We've got a couple people 
hanging out in the queue. Keep McPherson on the fan. Call us up. We'll be right back. When this happened, you talk about it on the fan. A perfect game for David Cohn. The third time works like a charm. It is the third perfect game in Yankee Stadium history. Don Larson in 56. David Wells in 98. David Cohn in 99. 27 up, 27 down. David Cohn has attained baseball immortality. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Newark, New Jersey, and New York. Hello, and everywhere else in between. Keith McPherson on the fan. This song just obviously made me think about being at The Rock, the Prudential Center, Newark. Hip-hop parade, Naughty by Nature. The Devils, woo! Woo! Shout out to the Devils. I love that uh, like Halloween-type video they put out for the New Jersey Devil with the Islanders fan, with the Rangers fan, the Hurricanes fan, and then... The Devils fan, they played that in the arena Sunday, and it was great on the big screen, and I didn't know they were going to put it out as well on their social channels. Uh, I think I retweeted it on Twitter, and you can find it on the Devils Instagram, Devils Twitter. I mean, the Devils got it all going on, man. They've got it all put together. They figured it out. I mean, the stadium, the vibe at the arena is great. Uh, the food, the hospitality, the social media, and the team is good. It's a good time to be a Devils fan. I'm so glad that I picked up hockey. I'm so glad that I decided to be a Devils fan. I'm excited to keep going to games and learning more and watching the season. Like I'm I'm in there Sunday. I brought my wife to her first Devils game with me. She had been there, she said, like 13 years ago. But, you know, I'm I'm explaining to her how many guys are on the ice, what guys are coming in, pay attention now. Hey, this guy's about to score, power play. I'm like, that this is crazy. That was not me. My wife has been around me uh since college. She's you know. She's watched me not watch hockey. She's watched me watch every other sport. So, you know, keep evolving. Keep becoming. Keep changing and adding to who you are. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the conversation around the Jets and the Giants and the NFL trade deadline. Doug is in Washington Heights. Doug, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. I'm not sure if you remember me or not. I called you once before. I'm the guy that doing Uber and Lyft on my normal Johnson strike, and I got a daughter about the same age yes. as my son. Yes, she's seven months, daycare. maybe eight months now. Yeah, she's going to be eight months in a few days. Yeah, Good I time. remember. Okay, so anyway, as you probably remember, I'm a big Giants fan, mm-hmm. and I love the Leonard Williams trade because the season's shot, and the value that they got back from him is tremendous. So it got me to thinking about, you know, the remaining – pieces from the Gettleman era. And, you know, they locked up Dexter Lawrence. They locked up Andrew Thomas. Obvious smart moves. But I was wondering, like, like about the rest of the guys that are still around. Like, Adoree Jackson seems like a goner because they got three young corners with talent. And everyone could talk about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley until the cows come home. So I'm leaving those two aside. But I was wondering what you think in terms of Xavier McKinney, will they bring him back? And has the ship already sailed on Aziz Ojolari? Like, are they just saying this guy can't stay healthy? Guy yeah, I think they move on from all of those guys, if we're being honest. I know Xavier McKinney was a captain, but they have 10 captains. And 
Uh, I feel like they're going to go in a different direction. Adoree Jackson as well. It was rough to see the um, you know pass, interfe- pass interference penalty on him, but it is what it is in the game. And I thought they were going to trade him today. You know, they probably just didn't have any I was suitors. They would. Yeah, they probably just really didn't have anybody that was beating down the door for the guy. And uh, you never see Ojolari. He never plays. So exactly after a and down year like so- this, in, in this, this is still a rebuild. Reminding all Giants fans, you're in year two of a rebuild. You just were way ahead of schedule last year. That's good and bad, right? You had a good time last year, but now reality is hit that you were rebuilding. You were trying to change things and moving into next year. I think there's going to be some drastic changes. I would, I would assume they move on from all three of those guys you mentioned. You're probably right. It's just a little disappointing about Ojolari because Kayvon seems to be coming into his own. Yeah, different and, kind and of guy. So- McKinney might stick yeah. around, but they didn't draft him, and he he's young enough to stick around. I don't know. I just get this vibe from him that he doesn't fit their culture, that they don't love him, and that they can find another guy to do what he does. Um, I, I think yeah, they move on. Someone can actually pick up a snap or two. Yeah, I mean, he he. I think he talked a big game coming into this season. Um, I don't know. I think he's a guy that leaves a lot to be desired. I think you could find a better safety than him in this NFL. You could draft one with that second round pick that you got from the Seahawks. Yep. Hopefully, I Shane seems to know what he's doing. It's just the biggest whiff of his uh, short career so far at the Giants was Evan Neal, which is one of the most important things he had to get right. Yeah, but I mean, I want to say that there's still a chance that Evan Neal turns into something. Uh, there's it, still a chance, but that that ember's flickering. Yeah, it seems like a whiff now, but the guy is a monster. He's a big guy. They just gotta get him to. I don't know. They gotta work with him. They gotta get the right people around him. I know all of us were saying, "Hey, he's gonna make the same jump that Andrew Thomas made from year one to year two. Not at all. Not yet. All right. Well, thanks, Keith. Thanks for the call, Doug. Good luck with all your drives, all your rides, all your deliveries, all your Uber pickups, Lyft drives. I mean, I don't miss that anymore. I mean, I never missed it, but it was funny. I was thinking about how the last Lyft Uber drive that I did, I'm coming up on four years. It was November 7th, and the last Lyft Uber drive I did was because I was at a light in Union City, New Jersey, and someone was looking at their phone and they didn't hit the brake, and they hit a car into my car, and my car hit into the car in front of me. So we had a four-car accident on a little tight street at a light because some lady was texting and looking at her phone and didn't brake in time and hit into a car that hit into my car, and I hit the car in front of me, and I had two guys in the back seat that were like, oh, we'll get out right here, and I'm like, ah, here we go police and everything else and after that i remember telling my wife and telling my mom and my sister i'm done driving lyft uber god's got a plan for me i gotta i gotta sit down it's not worth it i think i might have made eight dollars off that ride and that could have been bad i'm I'm done i'm not i'm not doing any lyft uber rides i I just i'm gonna chill (laughs) the rest of the year i'm gonna lock in on this computer and figure out some things but i'm done picking up strangers and riding around all day just to make a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. But shout out to you if you're out there grinding, doing it. It, it, it for me was a, a you know just an interim thing. It was a means to get to somewhere else. But then once I had that shock of getting into an accident, and it wasn't even something that I could prevent. I was stopped. I wasn't even moving. And I didn't see it coming. I'm like, nah, this ain't worth it, man. So 
it's another thing. Drive safe out, out there, especially tonight, Halloween. People might have had a couple sips and started, uh, you know, deciding to jump into the car. Be safe. That, you know, the driving around here and getting into accidents and that 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 feeling of getting hit. I I got hit coming in here one night, and that whole situation hasn't been resolved yet because you know the, the guys are trying to say that it was my fault, and I'm like, come on, bro, come on. I drive I drive to work. I've been working at WFAN almost two years. I have done the drive from my house to here 200 times. I know not to speed over here on Hudson Street. Like, the way you were barreling in is so obvious, but you want to you wanna fight it with insurance. And Man, I hate that feeling. I wish I didn't have to drive as much, but I'd rather drive than take the train. There was, there was a point in the time where I was like, man, I wish I didn't have to take the train so much because some of the shenanigans that I've seen on the train in New York, I'm like, why am I on this train right now? <laughs> anyway, the Knicks just... Uh, Found a way to win that first game. Good for the Knicks to get that win on the road. Then they come back to the Garden tomorrow looking to sweep this little home-and-home set against the Cavs. So 109-91, the Knicks beat the Cavs, and it was never really in question from what I could see and also never really in question. Well, at least the Diamondbacks got on the board. It's 10-1 in Arizona as the Rangers look to go up 3-1 in the World Series over the Diamondbacks. We got a break here. It's 10 o'clock. I've got two more hours left. Uh, We'll take your calls in the 10 o'clock hour, whatever you guys want to talk about. It's pretty much open mic, but I think I've reset the Jets and Giants conversation, so we'll hit that. And then in the 11 o'clock hour, my Casamigos big shot of the night, and then we'll wrap things up before C-Mac comes on at 12. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM returns right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.